Before we get started with today's episode, I actually uh, have something that I wanted to start this off with, and that is actually giving so much thank yous out to Kevin Nagel and Mark Briggs for giving us quite a spectacular team and making us the promise that this year we would have a much better team. They've actually already accomplished that in a matter of just a couple of months. And after going through something rough last year with us not being able to make the playoffs for the first time, it's quite refreshing to have such a historic season and for us to be here talking about something that years ago we would have just seen as a dream. It's something quite epic and it's indescribable the feelings that all of us who were at the stadium yesterday felt. So thank you so much to them and to the team for giving us quite a performance last night. And with that being said, let's get started. Welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. Welcome to State of the Republic podcast. Welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. And yes, if our voices sound different, it's because that's how intense it was yesterday at Hartel Park. And we're here really happy and we don't really care if our voices were out of it because it was worth it. And I think we've never yelled as much as we did yesterday. And I don't know. I mean, it's it's a much different atmosphere. And myself, I, I wasn't able to be in 2014 at the final match. But Sharon, I know you were there. I don't know if like this is much different. But uh, before we actually talk about that, let me go ahead. I know you guys already talked, but introduce you, Sharon and Jared. And, and let, let's go over to you, Sharon. Uh, how are you doing after uh, quite a historic night? I still can't believe I have a pinch me moment. If anybody follows me on social media, on Instagram, I posted a um, a quick poll. It's like, is anybody still checking in to make sure that last night really happened? And it was like, you know, slide your little soccer ball across the, the, the bar to tell me whether or not everybody's having a pinch me moment day. And I certainly am amongst everybody after only like three hours of sleep. And I'm finding out that pretty much Everyone I I know has basically gotten three hours of sleep from last night. And then who knows how few hours of sleep we all got the night prior as we were anxiously awaiting for the day to open up. I know I was up like at 4 a.m. the day prior. So I, we're all running on fumes, but it doesn't freaking matter. It Like Danny Videolo says, we are in the finals. <laughs> Jared. Okay. First of all, I do want to apologize ahead of time. Um, I just got done uh, trying to help heal my voice and as well as my stomach with some mountain mics uh, up here on 19th and S. So my voice is sounding a little bit better compared to earlier, but I, I agree with you on the sleep. Granted, I tried to sleep the, the morning before, you know, only maybe a couple of hours before flying out from Phoenix. Uh, past done, however getting home at about maybe 1 a.m. or so from the depot, barely waking up at 8 a.m. So I probably got the most sleep out of anybody, but probably to make up for the lack of sleep the morning before. But, you know, I'll I'll gladly do it again, especially if we can do so uh, in September. You know, that's that's just me, though. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same boat as you guys too, and uh, running on just a couple hours of sleep. We got home really late last night, but it was worth it. And uh, I'm with you also, Sharon, on not being able to sleep as much the night before because you can't help but just think about what could happen and and just dreaming of being in that final. And we were, or at least I, I should say, I was. Uh, hoping that it was in Orlando and, you know, we were following the game as it was going on as well. And I know they started losing. We started thinking we might be going to New Jersey if we make it. And then I don't know where Orlando just like started scoring left and right (laughs) before, you know, it, you know, it was a five, one game over there, but dude, I was busy drinking a hard lemonade and then passing it (laughs) off to, uh, to Jared while the score was being run up in Orlando and we're in the silent disco and the score is being run up into Orlando, right? And William was trying to keep us posted on the score line. And we're in the silent disco just having the best time. And all of a sudden we come out, it's like, freak, what the heck just happened? <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, we had the silent disco. I mean, we had all sorts of other stuff going on. I decided to grab a little slushy from uh one of the buildings nearby and and I was always starting to feel the vibes. That was definitely a a great uh, pre-match. Yeah. Hey, you guys, I just got some really, really awesome news and I know I was going to include it in my glosses of gratitude, but literally late breaking news. News updates. Just got something, but by the time this podcast airs, more people will probably know because folks might be getting emails or they might be seeing something come across Sac Republic's social media. But Luis, anything else to add there? Or do you want me to talk about late breaking? Let's talk about late breaking. This podcast is actually going to be posted uh, this night, uh, Thursday night here as we as we record this too. So it's going to be a quick express posting here so we could get it out and people okay. can listen to it. Right. And we want to, yes. And we want to get this podcast wrapped up fairly quickly because we're also going to be interviewed by a television station um, that they just wanted to get some notes about the the game. And we're just so excited to be included in uh, giving feedback, but the really good late breaking news. And y'all might know this by the time the episode airs um, my buddy over there at at Sac Republic did confirm that they are working with Orlando to set up an entire visitor section and they will be sending emails out to help us navigate how to get those tickets and the method of purchase once they get it all set up. So hang on, just like in LA Galaxy, um, hang on for, for getting that all sorted out. Um, I know people are trying to book their flights and book their housing, but we will be able to get our tickets to Orlando uh, for the for the match, for the Open Cup match on September 7th. So just that's late breaking. Just got it right as I was sitting here. Awesome. Thank you. I'm really glad that they're doing that. And, uh, you know, I guess also shout out to Orlando for uh, being a great guest. I mean, for being great hosts, right, and being able to um, help us out with that because it's never easy when no. you're going to win a way match to get tickets. And yeah, we don't want to go through resellers again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I'll, I'll tell you who um, he is the head of our he's like the director of a lot of different things, um, ticket operations and strategy is Justin Dubois, and he's one of the OGs at Sac Republic. He is the guy that works directly with the other clubs to set these sorts of things up. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, I should knock on the door and say, if we're going to Louisville before the Orlando match, what about those tickets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, yeah, so so uh, my first Golaza of gratitude, of course, is going to go to Justin Dubois for always being there in the pocket. So let's go ahead and get right to Golaza of gratitude. I know you, Sharon, and Jared, y'all probably have a lot. I, I have my fair share of my list here. So how about let's go first uh, to you, Jared. Uh, who do you got for your Golaza of gratitude? Uh Man, as far as my glasses of gratitude, oh, just, there's a lot. I mean, first of all, uh, definitely a big glasses of gratitude to Scott Bradford for the uh, the post match uh, drinks uh, over at the depot uh, last night. I know, I know, we could have gone to Pete's, and I'm sure that would have been great. But sometimes you just got gotta get you know, a different kind of celebration going on and everything like that. So definitely, a big thank you to Scott. And then also to um, Mountain Mike's Pizza over on 19th and S because today I have been trying to get this voice uh, healed up and get something in my stomach. I had tried the round table in Old Sack and 29th and K, struck out at both, but it's just amazing to actually yeah, go over to Mountain Mike's. Uh, as far as the match, I mean, just so many folks with the TBB, I mean, just, just you know, getting the flags going. Uh, helping out as I can, and then it just ultimately paid off with that big win. I had never seen experience like that or felt experience like that in my 43 years uh, on, on life. On, on those, I should say. Those are great glosses of gratitude, especially, you know, the ones related to food and helping and, you know, just being a part of something is is so cool. And, you know, thank you for pointing out your friends and, you know, TBB and all, all of that, because, uh, you know, the, with the TIFO and everything else that, that they unveiled last night, you know, a little bit of the Grim Reaper theme that you had sort of alluded to, Jared, which killed me, man. It's like, who's next? You know, we got we got our spikes out. You know, who's next? We got we're going to we're going to annihilate him. I don't want to say the word kill because we're just moving on and knocking them off and moving on. Um, but Luis, my, my glosses of gratitude, of course, the two of you are incredible co-hosts. I appreciate the both of you so much. Uh, and you know how much fun we do have when we're together and the ginormous bear hugs from, <laughs> from Jared, every time we get a chance to see him, it's like, you know, it's just like old home, you know, when you get a chance to be around everybody you're you know you and and jared even though we see each other on you know virtually on our podcast to be together it's just like giggle a giggle fest you know we just hang out we just go do whatever we're gonna do when we're when we're together it's it's perfect and then the other one i mentioned a little bit earlier was of course justin dubois who's always like ace in the hole when it comes to great information and i know Luis, you're probably going to mention connor but so i'll let you give that one but here's a special one there was a Fox 40 uh, reporter last night. He's actually one of their anchors. Um, he's, you know, he's on the news team. Eric Rucker from Fox 40 was very incredible. I, I happened to be passing by when he was interviewing somebody at the beginning, you know, before when we were just entering the stadium. I passed by and I just, you know, I just kind of looked over and I hung out and I looked at him for a second. The next minute it's like, Hey, can I talk to you? And it's like, okay. So I gave him my thoughts on, um, you know, on the match and what it meant for all of us and how little sleep we had all gotten. 
And then afterwards, he wanted to interview me while we were in the stadium. And then he wanted to interview me after this, after the match was over. And I just had to give him a shout out. That was being an original fan and also a worker from years gone by, not any longer, but you, there's a, there's a history that's inside of me that a lot of people don't have. And I can translate that to words and enthusiasm. And I think we all do a great job in promoting soccer in the Valley, but especially promoting and supporting our favorite squad. And he tapped into that with me, that little bit of DNA that I've got inside of me. He, he saw it, he tapped in and I got to give him a shout out. It's he's a, a good journalist to be able to spot that sort of a thing. And then my last couple of them are the wives and girlfriends of the players. They are fabulous supporters. They were all there last night. I've got a chance to meet all of the wives and girlfriends and what a supportive group they all are. Incredible people. Also, a lot of them have careers here in the U.S. doing great things and they're just sweet as all. And then Donna Hannah, my sister, shout out. Also, a shout out to John Stein, who was able to purchase. I had a couple tickets that were going to go for somebody and they it didn't happen. So at the last minute, literally while I was in the stadium, he bought them for his friends. So shout out to him. And then to Chris and Mike McAnich for giving Jane a ride home after our foray, soiree at Pete's that stayed open way late till after one o'clock just for the team and everybody to gather and have an after party. And Chris and Mike took Jane home all the way up to El Dorado. So bless them. It was a great, great night. Sorry, my galazes of gratitude were long. Um, you know, Luis, you're going to say about the team, go for it. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's great. Whenever we have a lot, it's, it's just means that we had a really great time. Well, uh, we have first uh, got to mention it for uh, Connor Sutton for joining us here. He's going to be um, joining us here shortly. Uh, so we're really excited to hear his thoughts and what happened uh, last night. Another one goes out to Ryan Strange for helping my cousin buy a couple of Sac Republic merchandise. Uh, that was really great. And now he's a proud owner of a really cool shirt and a city of trees scarf. So first scarf he's able to get and also for buying us some waters too. Um, it, funny enough, it's like he read my mind. I was going to go buy one. And then yeah, he went to go get drinks and asked us uh, what we wanted. Also uh, one to my cousin for actually going with me to the game. Originally I was going to go with my uncle. Unfortunately uh, something happened and he wasn't able to attend. So shout out to him for uh, being able to go last minute. Uh, another one to Sharon, actually, for uh, sharing her favorite pizza with my cousin. I wasn't able to eat it myself, but I was really glad that my cousin got to experience the pizza. And also for going out of her comfort zone and doing silent disco, as she had actually promised uh, a couple of episodes ago. And uh, I'm going to be working on that video of uh, yesterday. So uh, y'all be able to see us at silent disco here uh, probably in the next day or two. And, and just one more, just in general, I think just everyone we talked to yesterday, uh, both people who were on the live shows, who joined, who left comments, who uh, just we ran into and they said something, uh, a lot of people to name, but uh, all y'all are really great. And, you know, just contributed to a really amazing day and being able to uh, reconnect with a lot of people and whatnot. All right. Well. Before we get right into this historic game, just a quick reminder, uh, if you don't already know about our website, we do have a place where you can listen to the show as well. 
That is uh, sacksoccerpod.com. And when you enter it, uh, please make sure to put www at the beginning. I'm trying to fix the issue of why it's not working without it, but there seems to be some uh, technical issues going on there too. But if you put www, it should be able to work. And in addition to listening to the show, you can also uh, send us your comments, uh, leave a voicemail. There's a send a voicemail tab and you're able to record directly via the browser uh, as well as get to know us too. If you want to connect with us on our socials, we have uh, socials for us, three co-hosts and also a little bio about us. uh, So you could check that out on the website. And so to talk about yesterday's amazing historic match, what better person than our good friend, Connor Sutton? It was a great night. And uh, man, what a, it's something I will remember. And I think we all remember for the rest of our lives. Yeah, it's undescribable. Uh, Sharon witnessed 2014 firsthand. I fortunately was not able to witness that. And as I was saying yesterday, for a lot of us who weren't there in 2014, I I feel like this moment has got to be even better than that. Right. Am Am I right on that? I don't know. It's tough. So I, I've heard Roro and uh, Luke Rayfield have talked about this going into the match. Um, they were talking about which one was more important, the championship game or this one, uh, the semifinal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I think I think if anybody can make the call, but from the outsider's perspective, again, not being a part of the 2014, I don't know how it can get more special than that one. Right. They had the expanded fans. Like I saw some people talking about the atmosphere. Um, there, you know, there were more stands this time than last than the, than the 2014. They added some, obviously I didn't see an empty seat in the place. Things that were happening from the wave to the lights, to the people not leaving after 90, I was concerned about that. We kept doing reads and stuff to make sure that didn't happen. A few people I saw walk out, but they were just going to the bathroom and like ran back. Um, it was unbelievable at the PKs. I were insane. The fact that they called the, the one back, um, I thought there was going to be a riot on hand. And the absolute resilience from Danny Vitiello from thinking he had just made the save that might send them to the final, they then have to do it again. And the ability to do that is just unreal. Unreal. Well, that's Danny Vitiello. Uh, you know, he runs on caffeine, coffee, right? You yeah. know, five cups a day. So the guy never, he, I don't think he ever sinks down into anything. And I think he also has ice in his veins. You know, he's, he and Roro both have ice. They they just have that quality of a of a, of a really good athlete. But Connor, I had a question for you. Um, you are everybody's best friend on game day, so you have eleven thousand five hundred people that wanted to come and talk to you and be your best friend. What was that like? Uh man, it was uh, I it was a lot of fun. I got to say a lot of highs, a lot of quick quick highs, quick. I gotta go. I'm sorry. Um, but it, I mean. Honestly, a lot of it was a blur. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, we had, I was really, really focused on, we did the flyover, obviously for the national anthem was the first time we've done that. And that's, uh, takes a lot of preparation. Um, we have to like dial it into like a five second window. So like, that was what I was really focused on. I wanted to make sure we, we get that dialed in. Um, so, uh, once the game started, I was in a way better spot, um, just, just stress and anxiety wise. So, but, but then it's a whole different stress and anxiety of just being, a, you turn into a fan at that point. So hearing that place rocking was just unreal. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, and like I said, even in, after the 90th into the, into the, to the 120th into PKs, I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't describe it. And for everyone who's there, you, you probably can't really either. Right. <laughs> people who weren't there were trying to describe it, but we can't. Um, 
And then I know, I don't know if you guys have heard it yet. Rob McAllister's call on radio was special. I mean, the TV call was also great, but the call on radio, I think it's going to go out on social here soon was fantastic. Well, I know I can't wait to hear that. So being present in the 2014 championship, you know, during that, that whole time period and being able to host that match was uh, comparably a different feeling because we clearly won it in regulation. Right. And this one is very, this felt very different because the anxiety level was building and right. yeah, there were far more fans. Everybody knows the chance, you know, it, it just feels different. I will tell you when it will feel like very similar or better is when we're on the fire trucks or the team is on top of the fire trucks in the ticker tape parade. Should we get to that point? That's when yep. it, you know, that, that level of excitement, because I won't ever forget riding on top of a fire truck in a ticker tape parade. Well, not really ticker tape, but you know what I mean? Yep, right. That where all the streets capital, you know, capital Avenue was just jammed with. That's what will make it feel. We're not there yet. Yep. So that's why Roro right. was saying 2014, which I get. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause like, if you don't have, if you don't actually win at all, does it feel as the same as, so I, so I understand. Um, it just felt like an immensely important match for, for beating three straight MLS teams, which I think lower level team, I don't think it's ever been done before. I've been trying, we've been trying to like figure that out. So, um, but I mean, what a game. And the fact that Zeus is the one that we stopped the PK on, I mean, unreal. Wait, have you guys, I'm sure you guys already talked about Malik's, but I have to talk about Malik's real quick. There's a couple of reasons why what he did was just insane. One, it was immediately after Danny had saved that PK and then they called it back. So everybody in the building is like kind of hushed. The crowd's kind of out of it. We're very anxious. And then he pulls that off. I mean, first the guts to do it. Second of all, the crowd immediately back into it. And then obviously Danny making the save later. I mean, I also want to give a, make sure we shout out the, cause we don't want to like take away from the first 90 minutes, right? Our back line. Unreal. Connor Donovan, Dan Casey, Lee Desmond. I mean, they stopped so many shots. I know Danny had an unbelievable night and goal, but those three were unreal. Add Jacker, Damia Villadere. Villadere went all 120, mm. steps up with the first PK, sets the tone. I mean, ugh, ugh, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. It just goes to show how great uh, penalty kick takers that we have. And yeah, uh, you you know you add that with Danny V, and I think most of us at the stadium were really glad that we had Danny like in the post. Right, he had so many great saves, and we had that uh, crossbar moment. Right, I don't know what was going through your mind when <laughs> when that happened, but it, I know I was sitting more towards that side, and you know for a quick second, you know like our hearts almost stopped when we saw that shot, but you didn't well, know how what happened. How many rebounds were they very easily could have landed at the feet of a sporting KC player and they could have finished. It happened three or four times. And that time, I think Dan Casey just got a foot on it or even might've been a shin. It didn't even matter what it was. It might've been the thigh um, just, <laughs> and just got it out of there. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the, I mean, I'll be honest, probably a little bit of luck on our side, but it kind of feels a little, it felt a little destiny ish. Like that's how it felt. Well, as we started getting to the, hundredth and 105th minute. And like some of those things, like they weren't clicking completely on some of the things they were doing. And we were, you know, hanging, just hanging in there. 
And then once we went to PKs, the nervousness jumps up. I forgot how intense and anxiety filled those moments are. Um, I mean, everybody on the edge of their seat. Uh, I don't think and I've heard a lot. Of, so what's been great about this is we have heard all kinds of media members in Sacramento who haven't experienced a whole lot of soccer. If they have, you know, that's very little talk, think about, okay, what PKs is unreal. It might be the most anxiety intense filled moments in sports. Like it really might be. And at that level advanced to the final. I mean, I, I mean, my, I don't know. I feel like I burned a million calories yesterday um, <laughs> without having to play for 120 minutes. Just, just watching the PKs, my heart rate was jumping up and down. So let me ask you about coach's catchphrase. Why not us? That has gone viral. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, he, he did, he said it in a, so one of the things that I think is so cool is, and shout out to our video team, um, because the beyond the 90, they did on the LA galaxy trip when he interviewed Mark ahead of time. Um, and he said, why not? I forget. Was it, why not? Why not? We, no, he said, why not us? And there was another catchphrase in there. And I mean, it's, it has caught on and we, we talked about doing various things around that. Um, and now I'm sure we will, but I mean, coach Briggs, all the credit, he deserves so much credit, um, for this team's run Todd Donovan too, obviously. So, um, yeah, I, I just, it's crazy. And now we have to play again in three days. Like how, how is that? I did text Connor Donovan. I was like, what they're like, he's like, I'm, we're getting on the plane. They left at 11 this morning. So they had a short turnaround time. So, and it's, it's a weird spot too. Cause like these matches coming up kind of important in league play. Like, so it's weird. It's a weird thing to feel like we're on top of a mountain. And then three days later, you got to go and, and play like a different, a completely different like league essentially. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. And now, yeah, it's going to be, I can't wait for Saturday now, but it's also like, it's, it's just a weird feeling, I guess. So does it ever make you feel like you want to go to now all the away games and and it's like, now we're at this status, like we can't leave our team. We've got to stay with them. Does that make you feel that way? It's a good question. I have a lot of superstitions. Uh, Kevin Burdick, our, our community, one of our community folks, he does three uh, miles for three points every, uh, every game day. I, uh, we've been doing well this year and I have not done that. I've been so I, I figured I just got to keep that up. So if I don't work out on game days, that bodes well for us. So that's what I'm sticking with. Uh, he can run it. He can run his three miles. I will, uh, I will stay away from that. <laughs> well, that's, that's an interesting one. I've never heard that one, but <laughs> if it works, it works. Hey, we'll, we'll take anything. Um, yeah. Um, so, so definitely don't work out on September 7th. Yes. Just avoid it at all costs. Uh, <laughs> it, won't, it won't be that hard. Dude, I bet you you're going to be in Orlando. I, I have a feeling you're going to be in Orlando. And so don't even touch the hotel gym. Yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of us in Orlando on September 7th. So stay away from the hotel gym. Don't, don't yeah. look at it. Right, right, right. Definitely. Excellent. Jared, do you have any questions of Connor? Uh, I mean, really, game day experience was just amazing. I, I'm surprised I have a voice back, but then again, I just got back from uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza around 19th and S, so that's helping the voice a, a little bit. But this easily outdid the 2005 Australian uh, Football League Grand Final I went to in Melbourne. I mean, th 
it's basically the Super Bowl of Australia. This match last night beat that tenfold, especially at 1140. I cannot wait for that. But, uh, the, the one big thing I have to do now is cross my fingers that my manager lets me take PTO for the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday after Labor Day. If I can get that done, I've already seen South out of Phoenix. That's Orlando. So y'all got to pray for me. <laughs> yeah, what's and, wild is, too, is we have a game that Saturday, home home game that Saturday night. So, um, yeah, might be might be feeling a little bit like players uh, with the travel that week, but we'll see. But, Jared, have you already – you're not – when are you heading back? I'm actually going to be flying out later this evening at, at about 7, so I'll probably be getting into the uh, airport about maybe 5 or 6. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of killing time in, in Midtown. Awesome. Good one to come to. Yeah, I'll say I'm just glad I had those Southwest points. I, I think I've got like maybe at least 7,000, so I may apply some of those for the Orlando flight, fingers crossed. Yeah. Let me let me ask you guys. I got to go here in a few minutes, but let me ask you guys a, a, a couple quick questions that I was. Idea. Yeah, exactly. We that we had so much confidence going second. I was like, oh, it's tied zero zero. We can get a goal. And, you know, Connor, I sit kind of towards the uh, in one oh five, which is closer to the goal that they were aiming for. And it was like, oh, good. Now they're all going to be down at our end. And they were for the most part. We were breaking them down left and right in the second mm-hmm. half. So it really did take burden off. And then we got more fun. That's when the lights came out, the darkness settled. Yeah. It's almost like our team thrives on. It's like, yeah, we got this now. You know, the, they came out with a different type mm-hmm. of confidence. Mark must have yep. said, you guys, have, we can win the second half. And even though we didn't win the second half, we didn't lose it. Right? right. And the thing is, don't lose the game. And they didn't. And then they won it at the end, which is like, ah, and it had to be row. Yeah, it was truly storybook, right? I, I feel like, you know, if you if you think about like movie endings, right? The the movie in this nine year run of Sacramento Republic, right? It starts with the 2014 uh, championship, right? And then it's you know it talks about all the the things in between, um, and then the ending of ramping back up and and having it's. I mean, it could be a story of Row Row too, <laughs> because uh, his has been he you know his story is pretty incredible too, but. Um, yeah, a lot of confidence I felt when he was stepping up for that fifth PK. That's for sure. He, I will say he, uh, going to the coin toss him and I heard him talking to Mark and he was asking, am I going fifth? Am I going fifth? Am I going fifth? And, and he could, they kind of talked for a second and then obviously, um, that's what happened and they did the coin toss. So, uh, also want to point out, and I know this is probably my last thing cause I got to go, but sporting KC won the coin toss at for PKs. They, they can choose either to what pick a side or go first or second. They choose a side because they don't want to kick towards the battalion, which shows how monstrous the battalion was and that end line was. They choose to shoot that way. So we get to go second, which I feel like, I mean, I don't, there's probably stats that show do this, do that. To me, going second is more important, but um, hey, it worked out for us. Yeah. And I'm thankful because I was sitting on that side too. So I'm glad they chose to be on that side because we are. We were pretty loud, but also assuming they chose because they, there was probably, I think maybe like 15 fans right over at 120. So they wanted to probably be closer to, to those couple people they got there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Connor, thank you so much uh, here for giving us a couple of minutes of your time. And, you know, we'll definitely have you back on, you know, sometime, especially to talk about this match uh, once it gets closer to September 7th. So, yeah, 
Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, hope you guys, uh, hope you guys keep that adrenaline going for a little while. Oh yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks guys. Thanks Donna. Oh my God. How many times do we do the angel sound? We call his name. How many times? Sorry. I guess when you have them in live, you don't have to use the special yeah. sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh, that would, we would be saying it. Yeah, that sound would be annoying people, I think, at one point. If <laughs> they keep hearing it. All right, all right, okay, let's get a break from it. Uh, but people did hear it at the beginning, though, because, of course, you know, we still have to play it. It just wasn't every instance, but it was at the beginning when I introduced them. So there you have it. All right, well, let's get right to this game. It was 0-0. We went to PKs. We had extra time. All that happened uh, yesterday. And I want to break it down in just regular time, if that's okay with you guys. And I want to hear your thoughts of what was going through your mind as the game progressed uh, before extra time. What did you guys think first, second half? Uh, I'll let you guys go first, and I'll, I'll give my take afterwards. So first, second half, similar to um, what Connor has been, has discussed um, the, the first half of course was uh, let's just not let them score on us and we'll try to create some chances. It, uh, so the, the stats won't lie, you know, granted Kansas city was Kansas city. They didn't have their, um, their starting goalkeeper. He's out uh, serving a suspension as Jared pointed out. Um, but it, it, the Second half was an entirely different half. You know, we made a few subs, and and I, and Luis, I know you're going to talk about the subs. It was a, it was a little bit of a tale of two halves. Of my goodness, we held them in the first half, and goodness, we held them in the second half as well. Which basically told us we're playing at their level. We what everybody I think knows already, since we've already beaten a couple of MLS squads. You know, getting here is we're we're that caliber. Our players are that caliber. At our at that same caliber and mentality and knowledge of the game. And yeah, you know, there's things that anybody can improve on and I'm sure everybody will, you know, over the next course of a couple of weeks, but I'll I'll tell you what, you know, when, even though you, the, the, the statistics show that their pass accuracy is better and that the amount of passing that they did was better when it counted, even though they shot on goal and they had these beautiful crosses Nothing happened. Nothing went in. How many saves did we have? You know, how many saves did our goalkeeper make? It was, you know, it it just goes to show you the whole unit as a squad, first and second half, we were all there. They were all there for each other. Not one player chose to not support their teammate. They saw where the gaps were in the first and second half. You actually saw Dougie come more alive. Uh, Luis, I don't know if you noticed that, but in the second half, guess who came more alive? It was Dougie. You know, they kind of switched some things up with Malik, um, you know, running in and running on and uh, doing a lot of work. He's a very good runner and he, he tracks back really well and he does a good, uh, good job defensively. But, you know, at the end of the day, we came out with a, with a win that on PKs, of course, but still on the back of our goalkeeper, but still Taylor two halves. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to agree. The, uh, the the halves were just in the regulation halves, right? It was just beast mode for, for both clubs. I mean, we did not see an ounce of give on either side. Uh, Republic FC definitely tried their best to get it past the, 
the uh, Sporting KC's backup uh, netminder because the their main one was injured from this past Saturday. But you couldn't really tell that it was a backup uh, uh, keeper with all the attempts that, that we were trying to get in getting that match in. I mean, I'm not sure what was more painful, the fact that we couldn't get anything in or my, my feet uh, having to support me for 45 minutes standing in the t TVB section. But you know what? It was all worth it. Second half, we, we tried to get to, try to get something going through. Same results. I mean, for both sides, no side was giving. And that's the kind of match that, that you love to see in, in a way because you know it's going to be a good competition. It was never one-sided for, for one team or, or the other. So it was a constant equalization. You know, I, I personally uh, felt a little nervous in the first and second half because uh, Sporting Kansas City was having more opportunities than we were. And thankfully, as Connor mentioned earlier, the defenders were on point. Uh, Danny V was also on point, And that helped us out a lot. Right. But I think a lot of us expected that match. And it's typically expected, right? When you play against an MLS team, it's probably going to be more defensive style for us, can help us get the game. And then a couple opportunities, and hopefully you can capitalize on one. But as the game was going on, especially when it was halftime and we were getting into second half, I even told my cousin, we might not have a lot of opportunities just like we didn't really in the first half, but the very few that we do. We need to make sure we capitalize on one of them because Sporting Kansas City is going to keep on going, going to keep on putting pressure on us because they're going to want to win this game in regular time and not worry about the potential of going to PKs because once it went to PKs, anyone's game right at that point. And of course, you know, it does depend on the goalkeepers and whatnot, but still anything can happen uh, when you get to that point. And you know, I think overall the team, you know, maybe they hadn't had their best game, but defensive wise, they did it. And sometimes I think it's one of those things where people who don't really watch soccer too much might not really understand it as much because people might expect like, oh, we want to see more shots. We want to see more goals. We want to see at least more opportunities created. But sometimes you just have to strategize games where you just got to be out back taking a lot of shots against you and hoping that they don't score and that you are able to score in one of two or three opportunities that you have. And luckily it worked out great. Again, they had a lot of near uh, uh, misses that could have been goals and it could have been a whole different story, but coach did such an amazing job at strategizing this game. And one of my favorite rotation players in this match and he is one of my favorite overalls, right? When he gets rotated was Malik Foster. Well, once I saw him get ready to enter the match, I knew something different was going to happen. And I'm sure coach visualized it, right? Like I'm going to uh, have him in the match in the second half so he can make more of an impact because we needed that speed. If you guys remember, and I don't know if you guys noticed this too, um, we were starting to have tired legs in the second half, not even in just an extra time, because of course that's almost expected always that you're going to come across those situations at that point. But in the second half and even early on, there were a lot of guys that weren't running as much as they were in the first half. And it's understandable. We started off intense, but having Malik 
get into the match was such a breath of fresh air because we really needed uh, some speed from any of the guys. And I, I think he was the one that really stood up, did that. Uh, of course, the other uh, rotation players also did, but he's just the speedy guy that was just giving them trouble. So I do have to say, even though it may have looked like our legs were tired, the guys wouldn't, They none of nobody really stopped playing except the Kansas City guys who were laying down, cramping up left and right. You know, we were hollering, bring out your dead, like Monty Python, you know. <laughs> and we were hollering that every time their guys laid down and cramped up, right? It's like, you're just trying to extend this to PKs. It's like, fine, we'll match you PK for PK. But we didn't cramp up once except Jack Gurr had a little bit of a cramp problem. And of course, you know, who do we put in right when Jack Gurr's, you know, got the cramps? He would put in uh, Faraday. And he's like, you didn't even notice a hitch. There was mm -hmm. no difference. You know, we, he brought in the fresh legs, you know, not cramping, but nobody else had cramps, except if you listen to, it's so funny. If you listen to the interview they did with Roro, there was like an incredibly long interview post-match with Roro. He said, number one, he was nervous, <laughs> right? About taking the PK, that last PK. He said, honestly, he said, I got nervous. And then the second thing is when he went to do the goal celebration, he cramped up. He said like his whole body cramped up. So he saved his cramping for the end, you know, and, and you got to listen to that interview, man. If anybody out there hasn't, you need to listen to it. It's all over the place. The Sac Republic is reposted. It's on Roro's feed. It's everywhere. That one is so special. Listen to Danny Videolo's little <laughs> tiny interview. Mm -hmm. Just get online and, and listen. you'll relive everything. I have not gotten off social media from <laughs> last night. I think that's why I stayed awake till like three 30 in the, you know, and then it's like, I gotta go to sleep. I can't like, I was reliving the match. You can't not relive. Right. And mm -hmm. then the first thing you do when you wake up is you check to see if there's any new stories. And yes, they have a bunch of them and all the news media outlets all over the United States are carrying Sac Republic, you know, us soccer is like totally on our side. It's like crazy nuts. Oh, I love this. I love this. So anyhow. Um, you make a good point. I, though. Been asked I, I, I like that you make a good point about the Kansas City players because I was shocked that they were actually the ones that were, you know, it kind of goes to show me why they're in poor form this season and why they're last place because clearly the guys aren't, aren't in shape uh, if they can't withstand. <laughs> You know, all that. And uh, and I was a bit surprised myself because if they were trying to push the game to PKs, that, that was a bad strategy on their part because they were getting more opportunities. And we know they had that crossbar that I mentioned earlier in the, I think it was the second half. No, it was the first half of extra time. And I don't know. I, I was surprised. I was like, well, you would, you would understand if it was us doing that, but it's them. But I'm like, all right, you know, if you guys want to do that, we're okay. Let's push it to PKs because you guys are having more possession anyways. Cool. Well, that was the game, right? We, we know we had an epic PK shootout and Danny V, the hero, uh, as well as Rodrigo Lopez for taking that fifth shot, which uh, I, I know you mentioned, Sharon, that he said that he was nervous in taking it, but you couldn't even tell once he pulled the shot. It seemed like he was really confident stepping up to goal, but of course, Anything can happen in a PK. It doesn't matter who you are, right? We've seen Messi and Ronaldo miss, so anyone can miss one. So all worked out great. And we're moving on to the final, which is going to be taking place over at Exploria Stadium. 
in Orlando, September 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, now we're going to have to switch back and forth with timing now that <laughs> we're going to be playing at a different time zone. And one positive thing I think about that, Explorers Stadium has capacity for 25,500. So pretty decent sized stadium to make sure that we get a pretty decent section. And I think plenty of tickets to whoever wants to go. You might just want to, you know, say that you want to go early uh, before our section sells out. But it's looking like if, if you want to go, you're going to have a, an opportunity. But in the event that you don't want to wait for that, tickets are going to go on sale to the general public on Friday, already tomorrow, basically at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So if you want to just check that out, that, that will be another option for you. But again, you might be sitting around other Orlando fans if you do manage to get a ticket yourself. What's so big about this other than the fact that we made the cup final? Well, there is a really sweet financial incentive that we've already gained just being in the final. And that is actually... I have news on that. I actually talked to Todd Benevent and Ooh. part of it is not fair. It's not $150,000. Yeah, because they're discounting the 25000 no, no, they're They're removing it entirely the team will only get a hundred thousand dollars period. They, they, there's not, and it's a sore subject. And we, I told Todd, we were going to talk about this because it's a sore subject mm. that they've, they've eliminated the 25,000. They didn't get it because they are advancing in the cup. Yeah. And, and now that they have made it to the final, the most or the, the least that they will get is a hundred thousand dollars. The most that they will get is 300. So that's it. That is it. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's unfortunate that something happened there, right? They they changed that. And I'm not a fan of that. I feel like you should just get additional amounts because they were gonna give away that amount. And but it, it is what it is, I guess. But it's still a really sweet thing for us, right? Considering our budgets and all that. So you know, it, it's it's really an awesome thing. Of course, in addition to the financial gains, you win the championship, and all of a sudden. And Sacramento is now an international spot for soccer, basically, right? Because we would be qualifying to the CONCACAF Champions League. And I can't even believe that I'm saying that. We have a 50-50 chance at being a part of this tournament. It's it's unbelievable to me. Dude, cue the trumpet music, right? Do, 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 do. You know, something amazing. I mean... Just to get to that level, to be able to compete for that prize, that's what the guys are looking for. You know, the money's one thing, but CONCACAF, man, I think that tournament for them is mightier than anything that they could even dream of. So, yeah. It is. I mean, I never imagined that we'd be seeing that tournament in Sacramento, uh, especially as not being MLS, right? If you are an MLS, there's more likelihood that you could make it there, but to make it there through this path that I think has always been like a dream for anyone who follows any team that is not an MLS to even have the thought of like, Oh, we could play in that tournament. It's, it's just something else. And we're here uh, hoping that we're able to, to accomplish that, but either way, it's going to be a really good one. And if we do happen to be there, y'all already know we're going to be doing live shows, uh, I think all week I'm going to be getting there days before the game and we're just going to explore Orlando, see, see what there is and, you know, get, get to know a little bit more about uh, this Orlando city team that we'll be facing, which 
will definitely be stronger than a sporting Kansas City, but we know it's going to be an epic night in Orlando. So, well, I do have breaking news. News updates. And it seems like we're getting all these things all at once. And now we have this soundbite, but, you know, there's a lot going on, right? And yesterday's result has just sparked different things. Well, just as I had actually, I think, mentioned, I don't know if it was on a podcast or a live show, we actually had some potential MLS investors in attendance. I'm assuming BIP is where they were sitting at. Because uh, earlier today, we found out um, on the Dave Carmichael show, which a lot of you might be familiar with, that there were two potential MLS investors in attendance. And one of them is actually a well-known individual from Northern California, which he couldn't state, of course, for obvious reasons, right? Why, uh, who that person was. But Sharon, I know you were telling me you you have uh, some names that you think could potentially be that person. And who were those names that you were mentioning earlier? Okay, so <laughs> these roads have been uh, gone down before. Uh, you know, we're always looking at the ownership group from the San Francisco 49ers. We're also looking at the ownership group from the Sacramento Kings, Vivek Ranadive. He's actually um, looking to buy the Rivercats. His group is looking to buy the Rivercats. So there's that group. But then there's also, um, as uh, Jared, Jared reminded me of the San Francisco 49er player, Eric Armistead. Um, thanks, Jared, for helping me remember the name. Uh, so we've got we've got a few really solid names here locally, um, but you just you never know. I mean, you think about all the businesses that are local here with big names. The only ones that really come come up strong, you know, are Eric Armistead. You know, he played here in in Elk Grove football in Elk Grove. You've got the um, in Northern California. You've got the ownership group from the 49ers that have tried in the past to be involved with us. And I think there may be one minority owner from the Niners, not hundred percent sure on that one. Um, and then also, you know, we've got Vivek Ranadive. I mean, he's friends with Kevin Nagel, let's face it, you know, they're, they're buddies. So why well, don't, I don't know that they're buddy buddies. I didn't, even though I went up into VIP a couple of times, I wasn't looking for who the big, you know, schmoozers were up there. Um, I don't even think, okay, so then is it Rebecca Lowe? You know, she's a big name in Northern California, even though she's a big name around the world kind of thing. So you just kind of throw that sort of stuff around. And it's like, huh, who is it? So uh, throw your best guesses down in the, uh, in the, in the chat, but thanks to Carmichael Dave for, uh, you know, posting the news and the information, right, Jared? Carmichael Dave for doing the digging. Well, I'm, I've known for years, uh, especially um, during the uh, saga of keeping the Kings in Sacramento, that he's definitely kept his uh, ear close to the ground as far as uh, sports news in Northern California, uh, particularly Sacramento and the Central Valley. So to hear the fact that there were potential MLS investors in, in the uh, VIP crowd anyway, uh, that um, in a way it was kind of surprising, but in, in a separate way, not surprising. But still, it's just big news to hear. Uh, I, I know, um, I believe a year or two years ago, there was a, a tweet uh, supposedly naming off a future ownership team to, to buy the uh, Republic FC to get them into MLS. Uh, but of course, that nothing really came to fruition from that particular tweet. Uh, I'll have to dig it up. Uh, but I do remember it made some pretty big news because there were uh, 
quite a few names on that list, including Eric Armstead and uh, some celebrities, pro athletes. Uh, but once again, this is like a couple years ago. The pandemic hit. Things change. But um, I'm sure we'll hear some news, some clarification, anything like that as far as whom exactly the supposed MLS investors are. But once again, you can't really go into to what names in particular have you know, given the sensitivities behind such a thing. But all we can do is speculate and guess. It's, it's funny because, you know, because of my forays into uh, VIP, because I, I always have a ticket to VIP simply because, number one, the food, number two, the two free drinks, even though I'm paying for it, right? It still feels like it's free. <laughs> but I did see Carmichael Dave, and I almost took a picture of it, but I thought, eh, I'm not going to do it. Carmichael Dave and Kevin Nagel dropped off into a private location uh, towards the levee, so to speak. And uh, you could see that they were having a good chat. And I was like, oh, I want to listen to that chat. But of course, you know, it's not my business. So there there was some conversation and it would be dandy. Oh, I cannot wait for press releases. And, you know, we know this to be true. Kevin Nagel is on his, he sometimes does things separate from the club. He is the owner, essentially. So he doesn't, you know, he can create his own press information. We've seen him respond to things on Reddit. Um, and so at the end of the day, keep your eyes open on Twitter, Reddit, any platform and see what we see, what they know, you know, on Carmichael day, let's follow Carmichael day. <laughs> Maybe we'll create a new sound uh, for our new you know, person that gets us the information. Right, Luis? Yeah. <laughs> we'll give him something, but you know, it just goes to show, like I mentioned before that so much buzz has been created with the Open Cup and, you know, definitely everyone's eyes are in Sacramento and, uh, you know, just major shout out to just everyone who went to not only yesterday's match, but the match against uh, San Jose Earthquakes as well. And proving that whenever we have a big game here, the people respond and we see sellout crowds and the people really get into their team, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but everyone in my section was like really into it. Like I had never seen that many people so invested in a particular game like I did yesterday. And they're taking note of that. They're seeing just how much business potential there is here and how much they've sold. Right. Think of all the City of Trees kits that we all personally bought and how much money has been made in such a short amount of time with one jersey. Right. And that's just like one piece of merchandise. So Exciting news to to know that, to see that that's been going on. And we got to thank the Open Cup. And only that, as I mentioned earlier, just to you know, thank uh, Coach Briggs for picking the right guys, for you know having a good structure there. And also Kevin Nagel for promising us that he would be putting more money into the team. And it's clearly shown likewise, right? And not that you know we're trying to prove ourselves to MLS. Like, look, we beat three of your teams and whatnot. But it feels good, you know, after... Having uh, such uh, terrible news after we all felt like we were played with after the block party and feeling like it's official already we're in MLS. It's a nice breath of fresh air to have this cup run. And it just, I don't know about you guys, but it makes me feel like who cares about the MLS, right? I'm, I put that behind. Like we actually have a really good team this season and, you know, they made it this far in the open cup. And, uh, you know, we can now say we have a historic team that, is one of the very, very few teams not in MLS to make it to the final. I don't care what happens, you know, on September 7th. We made it to the final, and, and that's worth celebrating forever. 
So it's, it's funny. You should talk about that. You know how sometimes when you play hard to get in a relationship, right? I think that's what Sacramento is doing. It's like, screw you. We don't need you anymore in my life, you know? And then it's like, everybody wants you. It's mm. like, I'm being picky. I don't need you. And I don't need you. And then, <laughs> you know, and then, the, and then those that we've cast aside, you know, with our nose in the air are all of a sudden running at our feet, you know, because like, Oh, we really did like you a lot. <laughs> and We want you back. <laughs> so I'm wondering if we're, if, you know, and the pandemic is, is made it. So we're at the point now where we can actually be profitable. Um, we've gone past that. Now, listen, there's a guy, dude, Luis, Jared, we have talked about ideas for who we should get for corporate sponsorships, right? And we're just like throwing it out to Connor. Guess what? Last night at the post party at uh, Pete's, I ran into um, Costas Johnson, who is the director of partnership, you know, corporate sponsorships and sales. He's the director of that. And I didn't realize until we were pitching, you know, it's like, yeah, send us your ideas. And I'm like, oh, well, we had... Lundberg family rice. We had the blue diamond almond girls. He goes, we've been working on blue diamond. He goes, do you have a contact there? So you guys, if we, if anybody listens podcast has a contact for blue diamond almonds, cause it's Sacramento, right? Mm-hmm. Throw that to our, our folks that do corporate sponsors. And then um, I'm going to send them a contact for Lundberg family rice. Cause I'm sure it's easy enough to, you know, at least find their general information page. But come on, what's not to like about a guy that's trying to actually develop these corporate relationships and one of them might be that next big investor, you know, once they find out about us or once they've had some outreach by Costas. So let's go. Let's keep thinking. Let's keep spitballing some of these ideas for, you know, large corporations that we're aware of. Come on, let's do this. Well, I would say if I had the the, uh, physical energy right now, I could... uh... Uh, pull up shop from here in a uh, capital park and head over to the blue diamond on c street <laughs> oh jared on it jared is gonna get that sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're hopping them out <laughs> dude it's too hot unless you're in an air-conditioned uber no <laughs> you're- i mean i, I mean- I'm already thinking of uh, ready-to-go memes if we do get Blue Diamond uh, signed up, especially for when we win, if there's still people hating on us. Uh, you'll probably know the uh, the Gotti meme. I mean, that, that's just built for Blue Diamond. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Anyhow, so anybody listening to our podcast, if you are aware of, you know, even smaller corporations that – are now becoming aware of what this beautiful game looks like and what our beautiful team looks like. Just jump on them, man. Let them know that, you know, if they have 10,000 or if they have a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, send them, send them. There's always space. There's room at the table. Put it that way. Right. Yeah, that, that's true. We'll, we'll, we'll take more, more sponsors because that just goes to show how big the club is. If you have so many sponsors trying to, be a sponsor and i actually do know of someone i don't think i could say their name because i haven't asked them if it's okay to say so but uh someone that is actually going to potentially be sponsoring uh the team in upcoming seasons and and i feel like they're pretty serious about it so i think i know who you're talking about but i'm not going to say anything either. yeah <laughs> cool well you know, Open Cup has certainly attracted a lot of attention to the team, and I have no doubt that Blue Diamond being such a big company here in, uh, in the area will likely take note of that, and, and it's good, 
right? Because when you have those kinds of companies like looking at you, it means that you're doing something right. And, you know, it, it only works out great. In fact, I think that in the event that UC Davis were to step aside with sponsoring, it would be pretty cool to have the Blue Diamond logo in front of our jerseys, just as a as a suggestion to it. And who knows that that could be the potential if uh, MLS happens that Blue Diamond steps in and wants to actually uh, get some real estate on that jersey. Let's move on to pod winner dinner. And we thought some of us were going to get more points in this game because there were five points <laughs> potentially out there available for grabs. And incredibly. Only two points are gained and not by the same person. So Sharon actually got a point because she predicted that Kansas City would be getting the first yellow card. And I got a point because I predicted that in the event that there were extra time, there'd be PKs. And Jared didn't get a point. Goodness. Okay. All right. So that just means the standings are I have 11 points. Sharon now has six points and Jared has five points. So Jared... You can still add us together, and we'd still equal Louise. Ah, there we go. (laughs) But again, uh, I'm going to leave it open to you guys. If you guys want to have upcoming games have three-point potential rather than two-point potential, then we could do that. Do you guys want to establish first yellow card, which team gets it, as a new like permanent category for USL games as well? Jared, if we do that... Luis could still run away with it, right? It doesn't, like, give us any advantage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Unless we don't choose the same team, right? I mean, that that could happen. (laughs) Or you're not allowed allowed to engage in that contest with Jared and I. (laughs) (laughs) Or or if if you want, whatever you guys choose, I could go opposite of what you choose. So someone's going to get a point. And I probably would just for the heck of it, just to <laughs> just so we don't all we don't all go up. Uh, someone goes up and someone doesn't go up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's something we can talk about when we're not so tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, uh, again, to, to point potential. Then um, this Saturday we travel over to Charleston, Virginia, to play. Uh, ironically, against uh, the last team that was non-MLS to make it to a U.S. Open Cup final. Back in 2008, right? With the, the irony of it all, <laughs> we, we play over there. Want to hear your guys' predictions on this one. Uh, and then, of course, first goal score and backup score. Let's, let's throw their standings up on the board. Um, I kind of want to look at it because it looks like they have a lot of losses. So I didn't realize that they had a lot of losses and draws. Um, so it looks like they kind of suck in a way. Um, looking at their their season this year. It looks like they're just horrible. If we can look at their where their standings are, I, yeah, they're horrible. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. change my prediction. Sorry, I had it as a one-one tie initially, but now that I see <coughs> how horrible they are, especially <laughs> against horrible teams, um, I'm predicting uh, a two-one win, and I've got Malik being our first goal scorer. And if he doesn't see the field, then Oh my goodness, who would be playing? Because I know we're going to be doing rotation. Mm-hmm. I know a lot, uh, three or four of our players are not traveling um, just to give them some rest. Since we have a compressed schedule, we play Saturday, this coming Saturday, play Saturday, Wednesday, 
Saturday. So it's like a very compressed schedule. Um, let me think about that. If Malik doesn't see the field, Luther is my backup. I think maybe I should go the other way around. Maybe I should go Luther and Malik is the backup. Malik comes off the bench. Let me change that. Luther okay. is, yeah, Luther first. Malik is the backup if Luther does not see the field. All right. And what was your scoreline again? 2-1. We win because Charleston sucks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to say that. I hope nobody from Charleston is listening to this because I don't mean to say it that blatantly, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, I- I'm surprised. I thought you were going to change it to like 4-0 or uh-uh. 5-0, but... <laughs> Nah. In the position on the table, but we're not taking we're not taking a few of our key players. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, who knows? We might be taking Thiago again. You know, which yeah. is fine. He's a kid. I, I talked to Connor about that. That was an interesting conversation. Connor loves these guys. He loves playing with the youngsters, and he says they're all really good and they're learning. And he loves that. Connor Donovan loves having mm-hmm. the 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 kids around him. He loves the academy guys. All right. Jared, uh, do you, Jared? have you thought about your predictions? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm seeing the standings now. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 3 1. Um, get, get, given how they're riding the high of this uh, match, oh, no, because I think we're probably going to get some rest and get in this uh, caliber. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Roro's not going. I don't think Gurr's going, and I don't think Dan Casey's going. I that's my hunch. That's my hunch. Yeah. I'm going with Debbie. I'll go with Debbie for the first goal. And if he doesn't get it, Connor Donovan. <laughs> I like it. You're so brave. He, Connor Donovan is traveling. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Well, this is kind of funny because my for me, I'm a little too similar to Sharon. <laughs> And I had it written down before. I, I didn't write it down after. Uh, but I also say 2-1 uh, win. And just because they just played yesterday, because had they not played yesterday and based were based on uh, the position of Charleston battery over in the East, I probably would have said a bigger scoreline, more like a 3-1 uh, or even like a, a 4-2 of sorts. But I think it's going to be uh, close just because of that. And then I have also Luther scoring first. And if Luther doesn't see the pitch, then uh, Keiko, uh, oh, being that he got subbed out uh, in, the, in the last game uh, yesterday. And I, I feel like he's going to see more minutes because he he left the pitch pretty early on, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. He wasn't happy about it. But you know what? They needed to put the fresh legs on. They needed to mm-hmm. put, you know, um, Ferdy and um, um, Malik on. They had to put those guys on. Because cool. I think well, they pulled Jack, Gurr, and Kekko out at the same time, correct? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Well, so there you have it. Uh, well, uh, just uh, a couple last things here. Um, we've been talking about it for a while, but as all y'all know, this is episode 98 and episode 100 is coming next week on Ooh. Wednesday, August 3rd. It'll be posted in the morning, so for all of you who like to listen to us on your way to work or uh, during your lunchtime, you'll be able to do so. And it's a really special one. We've never had another episode quite like it. So uh, we hope everyone enjoys it and uh, gets to learn a lot about um, some of the special guests that we'll be having on for that one. And then also we'll be doing a, another post game podcast right after the um, Charleston 
match and that should air Sunday sometime. Um, as long as Jared, me and our other guest host, um, and it might even be Luis, depending on where he is, uh, in the air or on the ground. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Luis is gonna <laughs> Luis is gonna give us the, the controls. <laughs> Last time we did this without Luis, he was asleep. He kept telling us, "Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there." <laughs> he never showed up. He was in Florida, sound asleep, jet lagged like crazy. So Jared and I had to carry the podcast. If <laughs> yeah. I remember correctly, we didn't do a too bad a job either. We did a great job, dude. We did yeah. everything that Luis would have wanted us to do. <laughs> yeah, so so shout out to you two for uh, helping us uh, have a pod on the weekend. It could potentially be posted Saturday night. We'll see. Oh. It depends on how much editing I have to do. But uh, j- just uh, so everyone knows, it's not going to be as edited as these usually are. So not every single thing might be cut out <laughs> unless there's something really terribly uh, wrong that has to get cut out on Saturday, but I'm going to try my best. I'm going to be actually doing some editing work on my phone so I can really do, do so much. <laughs> uh, but just a heads up on that, but we'll definitely have uh, a show for y'all. So um, y'all can hear more about um, Sharon Jared's and our guest co-host thoughts on the game on Saturday. And it's going to happen right after the game when, They'll be recording, so it's going to be fresh in their minds. And they'll be speaking also about the following game, which is also going to be another away game at New Mexico uh, on August 3rd, um, giving you all a preview of that and uh, also giving uh, predictions for that game. You guys will also be uh, doing predictions for the New Mexico game, but also the RGB Toros game since uh, we'll be recording a a two-game episode on on sunday august 7th to talk about both so be ready with your guys predictions i'll send you guys my predictions so you can go through that and we can have those uh mentioned there as well and, and take notes as well sharon too so i because I, I might not have my notebook with me so <laughs> we keep track of who said what and we can tally the points up uh, fairly <laughs> okay so i think what the only thing that i heard of that whole last little bit of conversation is Sharon and Jared, don't swear when you do the podcast after Saturday. That's what I heard. Is that correct? Jared, is that what you heard? We can't swear. As far as I know, because uh, I don't think we have access to the uh, the sounds. No, no, no. So we, we got to keep it clean. Even though he said a whole lot of other things scheduling wise, <laughs> what I heard was keep it clean, girls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be great. Otherwise. It's going to be the first episode that gets marked as explicit on <laughs> Spotify. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll keep it. Uh, we'll be fine. We'll be good. I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing your guys uh, since I'll be hearing it as uh, I edit on my phone. So best of luck. And again, thank you for taking care of that. So that way we can reach episode 100 the following week. <laughs> All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, Sharon, Jared, any last word before we say goodnight? Flipping whatever just happened last night. What the heck was that? Still pinch me. I mean, and last night, I mean, Wednesday night at Hard Hill Park with 11,500 of my best friends. What the heck? Keep it up. Biggest party I've ever been to. I mean, it's. 
I hope we can do it again in, in Orlando. I hope I can get to Orlando for it. Oh my God, it's it, it's yeah. I can't think of anything right now. So <laughs> I'm done. I think we're all in the same boat, Jared. It's an indescribable feeling, and we, we can't wait. And we're, the new countdown begins till September 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be looking forward to it. As always, everyone, thank you so much for the support you give to our podcast and live shows. Uh, we really appreciate that. And you will hear from my awesome co-hosts next Sunday with the next podcast episode. For now, everyone, have a great morning or night whenever you're listening to us. And we'll see you next time. Cue the music. <laughs> we have the, it's so funny. You say it backwards the, the way I say it. I say pod dinner winner. You say pod winner dinner. And so it's <laughs> so funny. It's tomatoes and tomatoes, but it's a podcast dinner. And then it's the winner or is it the other way around? Winner dinner. Oh. The winner gets a dinner or the dinner. Of the winner. Pod winner dinner. Oh, I say pod dinner. You're the dinner winner. Hey, you're the dinner winner. You won dinner the winner. dinner. Winner dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> it, we, we've been saying. <laughs> Bloopers. Welcome, everyone, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis. Oh, actually, I forgot. Should I share? <laughs> you, you, you had, you had wait, another. Wait. Oh. Are you not Luis? No, no. <laughs> I know I I, I <laughs> am I oh maybe I'm not saying um I, I sound different too just like we all do but uh no I I know you wanted to do something different too I just now realized and well I'll, I'll put this on the bloopers that's all good to it but I forgot we were supposed to talk about what you had mentioned and I think that's a good way to to start off so Jared just so you know um Sharon suggested that we'll each say welcome to stay of the Republic podcast just so people can hear our voices. So I'll say it first and then Sharon, and then you could say it after, and then we'll get right to it.